everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Thrive Raw, our student ministries podcast. This week, we are focusing on our Enneagram Fives out there listening, and we have a special guest with us, Miss Claire Papillardo. Claire, welcome to the podcast. We're glad to have you. Hi. <laughs> so before we get started, Claire, tell us a little bit about you, your grade, your hobbies, anything, any kind of fun fact, your favorite animal, dessert, whatever you want to throw out there um, to the World Wide Web. Um, my name is Claire Popolardo. I'm in the ninth grade, and then I'm in track and band, and um, I have a dog. What kind of dog? He's a black lab. What's his name? His name's Duke. Aw, what a cutie. Okay, what do you play in band? I play French horn. Very nice, very nice. I don't know anything about track to ask. I, is there an I'm event? I'm shot. I don't run. Okay. That's my own thing. Good deal. No I wouldn't run either. No. Okay. So for all of you sitting at home thinking what are Enneagram 5s like, I'm going to do a quick overview just so you kind of can catch up with me and Claire as we start talking. But a quick overview of 5s for everyone out there listening. 5s are called the investigators, and they are driven by a desire to understand the world and make rational sense of things around them. They oftentimes use information as a sort of shield, feeling better equipped to handle anything if they know about everything. Fives want to learn about what makes things the way that they are, diving in deep and taking information apart piece by piece. Fives want to take care of themselves and be viewed as highly capable. They are always wanting to learn and continue growing as best they can. Fives naturally are cautious of being vulnerable and emotionally known, so they withhold their true selves from others. Fives don't like focusing on their feelings, so they hide in their thoughts instead. Fives are oftentimes studious, perceptive, focused, observant, curious, insightful, understanding, and compassionate. Because they love to observe, they make wonderful listeners and great counselors. Some famous fives that you might have heard of, uh, Nicodemus from the Bible, Albert Einstein, the Buddha, Vincent Van Gogh, Jane Goodall, Stephen Hawking, and Gregory House from House. He's personally my favorite in that list. Really not too shabby, Claire. There's some pretty good ones on that list that you're a part of. Yeah. I will say what I noticed whenever I started researching fives is I couldn't find many girls to put on that list. So thank you for representing all of the female fives out there. Oh. You are one in a million. So tell us just a little bit, how did you find out that you were a five? Did you take the test? Did somebody peg you as a five? How did that kind of come to light? Well, I took the test, and then, like, I read over everything, and I just thought, that kind of fits me. Like, that, that's part of it. Yeah, so there's, like, a key fear, desire, and weakness. And the key fear of a five is having your energy drained or being thought of as incapable. The key desire is wanting to be seen as capable and competent. And then the weakness of a five is withholding your emotions and resources from others. Is there one that you're like, holy moly, that's me? Or you were like, these are all me. Oh my goodness, it's got me pegged. Yeah, especially like the withholding emotions. Like yeah. I constantly have that like inner monologue going on in my head, especially. So it's just a lot of like, I'm thinking, but I'm not going to share it. Like, yeah. So is that, how does that play out in your friendships or your relationships of like, do you ever convey those emotions or it's got to be somebody you really trust or how does that work? Um, it's definitely, I have to be comfortable around yeah. them. Like otherwise I'm probably going to be a little more quiet, but right. like when I'm around people that I'm comfortable with, it's like a completely different person. Nice. Okay. That's really good to know for every time that I come in contact with a five, I'll try to make them comfortable. <laughs> so I... I'm not a five, and I have been listening to some podcasts and conferences trying to get a handle on y'all and try to figure you guys out since I'm not one, and what I've really heard talking about a five is that 
they really want to be as knowledgeable as possible in as many areas as they can. And they want to find answers so that whenever somebody asks them something about a topic, they can kind of meet that need and be valuable by having those answers that that person needs. Is there an area that you feel like you're an expert on or that you really love diving into like this? Or does that like resonate with you to know that you want to dive in and learn a lot? Um, well, I've recently gotten like over quarantine. I read a lot of books and I just loved my books and I would like go into like Pinterest and I'd like find all the fandoms for that. Yes. And I would love talking to people about it and I would just like tell them this is a great book. You need to read it. Like, yes. come like, please talk to me about this book. Yes. Okay. Are you a fiction or a nonfiction kind of gal? Um, I'm more nonfiction. Well, that makes sense because you want to learn things. <laughs> so Wait, no, sorry. The fake one. Uh, fiction. fiction. <laughs> Not, not nonfiction, yeah. Okay, Realistic so you like the fiction. stories. Okay, I got you. Is there one you want to throw out as a book recommendation for all us book nerds? Um, it's kind of a funny story, and I forgot who the author is. Okay, cool. I'm not a fiction person. I like nonfiction, but I might have to give that one a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how does it like make you feel whenever you get to be the one to give somebody the answer? Like if I came to you and asked about a fandom that you're a particularly <laughs> big fan of and you're like oh yes Kenzie you gotta watch episode season two episode three because this is where that happens like is that like very fulfilling to you to be able to do <laughs> yes I love doing that stuff like on people's snapchat stories they'll ask like hey is anyone in this math and like I don't even be in that math but they'll be like a year younger than me I'm like hey what are y'all learning like I can help you <laughs> I love that oh my gosh so you will definitely find the answers for them even if it doesn't directly apply to you in that moment I oh my gosh you're gonna be a tutor one day I love this <laughs> so if I ever need to know anything I'm coming to you Claire yeah. so from what I've read about fives it looks like generally they feel safer doing things on their own um, they don't want to be feeling like their needs are a burden to somebody else and so they keep it inside and they feel like by keeping those emotions those needs those quote-unquote burdens inside they're able to be in control and feel more secure in certain situations I know you said that you keep your emotions in but do you oftentimes feel like you don't want to burden somebody with having to deal with your stuff and that's why you keep it in or is there another motivation there um, well, I do, like, I like working, like, when there's group projects in school, then I do enjoy working alone, because I don't yes. want to, like, have other people that, yes. like... You have to depend on. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just, like, I can do this myself, like, you don't need to worry about me, like... Right. Like, I can do this. Like, I'm independent yeah. from that. And, like, I'm cheap, mostly, because, like, I don't want to spend my parents' money, but they're, like, to- they'll, they're, like, I, they want to give me stuff. Right. Because they're, like... Oh my god. Like, gosh. they want to give me things, but then I'm like, no, let me spend $2. Like, that's yes. it. That's only, that's the only thing I need. Oh my gosh, this is gold. So, like, not only do you not want people to feel like emotionally you're burdening them by telling them your feelings, but you're like, I don't even want to financially put my parents <laughs> yeah. out for a Snickers bar and a soda at the gas station. <laughs> like, I will just go without and I'll be fine. I'll make it. I'm independent. I'll scrounge around. I'm driving a dollar in here. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Okay, so that says a lot about a five and how like far they take it with really wanting to be independent. So that says a lot. I like that. That's a good illustration. So I think a lot of people don't want to burden others with like asking for things or feeling like needy by asking for too much. So why is that so important to a five to be independent? Is it more like what you were saying a few minutes ago of 
really wanting to be independent or is it more so I just don't want to put somebody else out I don't want to put somebody in a bind by having to worry about me or are those two like pretty even I would say that those are very even like I do enjoy my independence but then also I don't want to like I don't want to burn in others because like I don't want them to think like I don't want them to get tired of me and like oh that's good yeah so I just like I'm like no I can do this on my own yeah so you feel like if you like have too many needs then you're going to get to be too much for somebody to yeah. deal with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. That's really good. I heard this illustration, and you can tell me whether or not this is spot on or really off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard an illustration about fives that compared them to a cell phone battery. And the person who was saying this said that whenever you first buy a new phone, that you know the battery has like this ridiculous lifespan of... You fully charge it overnight and it lasts throughout the day, maybe two if you use it wisely, but it lasts for a very long time. And then they were saying that a five is kind of like a phone that's a few years old where you unplug it, unplug it in the morning and it says it's 100%, but it's more like 25% when it's compared to a new battery. And you really have to like preserve that battery life throughout the day, so you have to pick and choose very wisely what apps you use, how long you're on it. Otherwise, it's going to die before you can get it home to the charger. So, basically what this is saying is like a five has to be very aware of how they use their energy throughout the day so that they can reserve it and make it through. Is that true for you? Do you feel like you're really having to like mentally ration your energy and your resources and your efforts so that you can just like stay awake and thrive throughout the day? Yeah, um, I come home and I'm always very drained for my day and like... It's hard to ration during school because you want to be, like, 100%, like, always trying. Yeah. And, like, so I don't know if it's really just a five thing or not, but, like, you know, it's just difficult. Like, I, it might just because it's after lunch, but, like, in my <laughs> history class, like, first of all, we always, we always have to do textbook work. So I just am reading there, and I always, like, nearly fall asleep yes. in that class. And, like, I'm also a very good planner, in my opinion. Like, I always have, like, the little, like homework plans and I like Uh schedule out my time for like I'm gonna take a break right here and then we're gonna go for like 30 minutes and then we're gonna take another break and that's how it works yeah okay that's so good and I I think it was somebody it might have been this conversation that I was listening to but somebody was like if you work with a five if you love a five if you need to meet with them or talk with them or you want to do something with them you got to give them like hours of heads up So that they can like ration and prepare and really get in the mental mindset to deal with you in that moment because they've already planned out the day kind of what you're talking about here's my break time here's how much i get here's how long i'm going to be able to get back at it afterwards so like if i came up to you at like four o'clock in the afternoon and i was like claire man we got to go to xyz we got to shop for this birthday party and then we've got to go downtown and have dinner with some friends and then you have to go home and do homework like how overstimulating would that be i would be so stressed (laughs) i would probably be like really like jittery all day just like uh, i need to get home and do that would it just make you instantly tired to hear all of the things that you had not (laughs) planned for and i just told you that you had to do it all kind of like my friends are like not the best planners so they'll be like last minute things and I'm like I thought we were talking about doing this but okay we can do that too yeah definitely okay like just give me a minute let let me get in that headspace we're good okay that's really interesting to know so if you love a five if you have a five in your life don't spring stuff on them give them (laughs) at least what a few hours a day as much time as you can give them as a heads up just get a plan (laughs) there you go gotta have a plan for a five 
So for every number that we've been looking at on the Enneagram, there's a lie that they believe and then a truth that they need to hear. And I want to get your opinion on both of these. So the lies that five believe, you are strong enough to not need the assistance and comfort of others. Do you think that's true? I think that's fairly true. Um, I do like being independent from others, and I don't want to, like, make other people worried about me like I need them to know that I'm okay I can do this on my own and like with my friends it's just like I can help you but you you don't need to help me it's fine yes I feel like again I was telling you before we hit start on this that my husband is five Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is one of the things that just drives me bonkers of he will help me but if I'm like no what do you need he's like nothing and I'm like, no, I need for you to tell me something that I could do for you because you just did something very kind for me and I need to pay you back. He's like, no, nah, I don't need anything. And I'm like, that's a lie. You do. But like in your mind, you're just like, no, I'm good. Like I truly am. I'm independent. I don't need anybody else's help. Like don't be put out and do something that I can do perfectly fine on my own. So it's not like rejecting somebody. It's like, oh, I'm protecting you by not making you help me because I can do it all on my own. That's really interesting. I think... One of the questions that just came to my mind whenever I read that, it says, you're strong enough to not need the comfort of others. Are you a hugger? I am, actually. Oh, good. Like, okay. my love language is definitely physical touch. Oh, like, love Like, recently, it. like, my mom let me get some stuff off of Amazon, and of course I was trying to be cheap with it, but I got this big <laughs> hugging pillow plush thing. I'm a five-year-old at heart, oh, and I am so excited for it to come in. Yes. Okay, that makes me really happy. So you will let somebody, like physically comfort you but you're like mm-hmm. don't get bogged down in my emotional stuff I got yeah. uh-huh. okay and good then I'm know. also like very bad at comforting my friends like I'll be there present you hug them and I can hug them <laughs> yes I'll hug you and I'll give you food and maybe I'll like get you something yeah but like when it comes to like talking about it I'm just like okay like let's just get over this yeah <laughs> right well I feel like probably in your mind you're like I could be getting over this on my own why mm-hmm. can't you like <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> That's so helpful. Okay, also you have to send me a picture of this pillow whenever you get it because I need to know. Okay, so then the follow-up to that is the truth that fives need to hear, your needs are not a problem. If somebody said that to you, what would it be? Like in your five heart, how would that feel? Um, I would be, it would be a little bit weird. Um, I'd be just like, oh. Yeah, definitely, like sarcastically, you know. Yeah. Just like. Like you would think that they're lying. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, actually, my needs are a problem to you. You just feel like you have to say that to me. No, it's fine. I can do it on my own already. It's okay. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you a lot then. Not sarcastically. Your (laughs) needs are not a problem. You definitely can express those to people who love you. I appreciate it when people, like, do things for me, but I can't ask them. Like, I always get my friends, like, napkins at lunch. Like, that's just something I do. I grab a big stack because I'm also just used to them always spilling things. (laughs) But, like... I don't, like, if I have something and it needs a fork or something, I forgot to get one, like, I'm not going to ask someone to do it because I'm the one right. that walks up. But, like, if they just notice, then I'm like, oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, Okay. So you, you are very appreciative when somebody notices, but mm-hmm. the asking is where you're like, I'm drawing the line. Yeah. I'm not asking you to help me. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. So this is something I found that I didn't tell you about before mm-hmm. the podcast. Um, But it's the gospel that fives need to believe. And I thought this was really cool. It says, because of Jesus, I do not have to protect myself from intrusion and letting myself be known. The gospel tells me that Jesus has broken into my world and invaded me, which is good news because it means Jesus knows and loves the real me. I no longer have to live a 
compartmentalized life of strategic self-protection. The Spirit of God gives me the only knowledge I need to feel safe, a saving knowledge of the truth. Do you like that? It'll make you like cringe yeah. a little. That's definitely something that I think Fives need to hear, especially yeah. hearing all of this and like being pointed towards me. Yeah, that would be just like you can't protect yourself from God because He's already in you. Yeah, just like the Holy Spirit's with you. Does it make you feel like, like it was saying intruded upon to know that like God knows and loves the real you, and you can't really hide yourself or shield yourself with knowledge from Him. You can't push Him away. Or does it make you feel comforted to know like? There's nothing that I need to fix or learn or do to make Jesus love me. He already knows. Well, it's just nice because, like, you know, we're not as dependent on other people. So having, like, one person you can't be dependent on. Yeah. And that's just nice to know. Well, I guess you feel like you're not really putting Jesus out. Yeah. He, he can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> he can handle your problems. Humans can't. In his hands. <laughs> right. Your friends can't handle your big problems. But if Jesus <laughs> is holding the world, then he's probably got you. Yeah. I love that. So for people out there who have a five in their lives, maybe as a friend or a family member or a child or a parent, how can we love our fives well? What are some things that we could say or do to make the fives we love feel really comfortable with us and feel safe and share their burdens with us? Is there anything we could do? Um, well, I think especially just like don't be put out if they don't talk. Oh, that's really Because the inner good. monologue does happen a lot, especially for me. I don't know yeah. if that's just a me thing, because that could just be individuals. But um, definitely, I have a lot of inner monologue. And then, like, for fives, I guess, um, like, being a better friend and just, like, make them know that they are appreciated yeah. and that, like, they don't need to feel like they are being a burden. Yeah. And, like, don't, don't let them think that you're ever going to get tired of them. Because, like, I've always thought that because I, like, get new friends, like, every year. Yeah. <laughs> so I always have, like, the feeling, like, oh, you're getting tired of me, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's okay, about that time. new friend. Yeah. Okay, so a big thing could be, like, what you are saying with the fork. Like, mm -hmm. take time and be intentional in noticing what the five needs. Mm -hmm. And don't ask them if you can do it. Just do it. Yeah. Like, don't give them the opportunity to say no. <laughs> yeah. Just do it for them. Mm -hmm. So... Something that you said that I thought was really interesting. So I'm a one, and kind of like the thing that we talk about a lot with a one is the inner critic. Mm -hmm. And you said inner monologue goes on a lot in your mind. What is what is often said? Is it critiquing? Is it just evaluating situations? Is it like, Claire, don't ask for this. What can I do for them? Like, what is that constantly like saying to you? Um, it's a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, just even if I'm like thinking about something, I like look at something I'm like, oh, wonder why it's like that. Like, I wonder who if I could like move that and it would be different. And then it would be like, it's just a lot of like I sometimes think that I have like ADD or something because I'm just like my thoughts just go from this to that to this and like. Okay, but that's really interesting. Of like, why is that there? How could I make this better? How can like it's a very like that scientific. The Albert Einstein, -y, <laughs> why are things the way they are? Yeah. Like constant evaluation of your surroundings, which yeah, kind of. makes sense. Because then, if it's possible to find the answer, I'm sure you go home and I Google, Google it a lot. <laughs> Safari is probably really one of my most used apps. Yes. Okay, that's really interesting. So, one versus a five is one is the inner critic of everything that's not perfect. Five is an inner monologue of why are things the way they are, mm -hmm. looking for answers, evaluating the questions that pop up day to day. Yeah. That's so fascinating. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so fun. I love this. So some of the examples I found, again, my husband's a five, so I'm trying to be good at this, but 
things that I found that could make a five feel like really loved and appreciated was respect their need for privacy. Fives wanting their alone time is not them rejecting you. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're nodding really hard. My, like, parents, they get a little, like, concerned with me because I spend a lot of time in my room. Yeah. And it's not because I, like, don't want to spend time with them. It's just because I just want to be with myself. Yeah. And I, like, you got to recharge. Yeah. Okay. And they get, a, they get like, a little concerned because they're like, you're always in your bed. You need to move. Yeah. Like, be <laughs> active, please. So if you're friends with a five and they don't want to constantly have plans made and do things, it's not that they don't love you. It's just that they need some alone time to gather themselves and rest. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I still do hang out. Love hanging out yeah. with my friends. Right, like, if you have time to plan. Yeah. <laughs> and another one that I thought was really interesting, um, we've kind of talked about it, make it safe for them to share and avoid pressuring them. But then it says, don't make assumptions about what's going on with them, but ask them to be direct with you. So say, for example, like your parents saw you in your room and they assumed it was because you were mad at them. Uh-huh. Would that make you mad? <laughs> yes, it would. Like, I, I would probably just like, no, I'm not mad at you guys. Like, please just leave me alone a little bit. Like, if it's back off, it's fine. Yeah. So just don't assume that a five is, like, mm-hmm. retreating into themselves because they don't like you. Yeah. Just, like, ask them. Don't take it personally. Yeah. And then also, like, I've had friends that they say that I'm very direct towards, like, certain people. Yeah. And it's, like, because, like, I'm, I know my friends very well and I'm very close with them. And that's, like, my inner circle. And so they all know me the best. And... Then there's, like, the people that, like, I don't really talk to, and I'm not direct with them because I hardly talk to people I don't right. know very well. <laughs> um, and then, but, like, with my friends, I'm going to tell them, like, no, I don't like that. Or, yeah. Like, that's not my thing. Please stop. Right. So you can be direct with people once you feel safe and that they're not going to get tired of you. Mm-hmm. So when somebody, like, makes you feel good and secure in a relationship, then you can just tell them what's up. Mm-hmm. and trust that they're not going to run away. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, I love that. Lots of good tips on how to be a good friend for a five. So it says, whenever fives are stressed, they become isolated, scattered, and impulsive. And whenever they are growing and becoming healthier, they tend to be open-minded, mentally alert, and assert themselves more. So I feel like this is kind of what you were just talking about, of like whenever you're in a healthy relationship with friends or parents or whomever, you're able to assert yourself and mm-hmm. say, like, this is how I feel. This is what I want from you. Like, mm-hmm. don't do this or do this. What about whenever you're stressed out? Do you become, like, kind of scatterbrained? Or, like, you're talking about make, maybe wanting to be in your bed a little more of, like, isolating yourself? Yeah, I've had times I, like, just get into my bed when I'm stressed, which does not help with the stress because most <laughs> of the time it's stress about homework and then I have too much and then I just get into my bed and I don't do anything. So that makes, like, me even more. Yes. But, like, scattered... I, like, tend to, like, I try and make plans so that I won't be as stressed. Yeah. And then I go off of those plans, and I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I gotta get back to this. <laughs> and, like, I, like, I don't know if this is a scattery thing, but, like, I do shake when I'm stressed out. So that always makes me think of, like, oh, scattered, because I, like, literally yeah. move. And it's just... <laughs> oh, so it, like, manifests physically with you whenever you're yeah. stressed. You're like, like I, I am shaking. Like, I've had auditions, and, like, in band, you're supposed to sit still, and, like, my yeah, bell of my instrument literally sits on my leg, and my leg is the thing that shakes. <laughs> so it just sounds like I have a shaky tone, and I'm like... Ugh. Oh, man, so, okay, if I ever see you shaking, I'm gonna know something's yep. up with Claire. <laughs> she's not seizing, she's just stressed. <laughs> good to know, good to know. 
So what are, I know you're kind of new-ish to the Enneagram, but what are some of the ways that you've been reading through about fives? How has it helped you be more aware of maybe your weaknesses or your tendencies? Like how has it helped you become a better version of yourself or has it? I think it's made me think more of like what my friends think of me. Just like thinking about like, I guess they don't really think that I am a burden, but it's myself telling me that. And just like thinking to myself like, oh, that's me thinking that's not the world thinking of me. Ooh, that's so good. Is that like very freeing to be able to like in those moments where you're like, don't share with that person. They don't want to know or they don't want to carry that burden of you being able to reassure yourself. Hey. They do care. Like, let <laughs> yeah. them in. Is that just, like, a whole weight? Because I feel like that would be, like, a very just freeing experience mm-hmm. and, be, like, mindset to be able to get in of, oh, that's just me that thinks that. Like, yeah. nobody has ever said that to me. Like, mm-hmm. shake it off. You're like, good. Like, I've been trying to be, like, more outgoing and, like, trying to talk to more people. Yeah. And just, like, I've always thought, like, oh, you don't know them, so it's weird to talk to them if you don't know them. But, like, I've started talking to a little more people in my classes, and it's, like, they don't judge me for it yeah. and they just like actually keep up a conversation with me and I'm right. like oh so this is normal <laughs> anyways you were the only one who ever thought it was weird yeah. so once you can convince yourself that everybody's good with you talking you're good to go mm-hmm. oh that's so fun as we've already talked about fives are great and bring a lot of things to the table how do you think fives really reflect God's heart like how do we see the heart of Jesus in a five and their special giftings and talents and workings of the mind like can you be like oh this is where like I'm kind of like God in this or I see myself in this story of Jesus or this character trait of him because this is my five nature that he created in me yeah um I think it's it's like the logical side of them I guess but like thinking about like the different aspects of the world and like the different things that he made I guess and it's difficult to explain. No, I was thinking the exact same thing of I feel like whenever you were talking about the inner monologue of like, how does that work? What would happen if I moved it? I just imagine that's what God was doing when he was creating the world. Like, mm-hmm. what would happen with this creature if I put a great big neck on it? <laughs> oh, it's a giraffe. Fun. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> what would happen if I threw a few more planets in there? Oh, there's Mars. Like, that looks <laughs> yeah. good. I could just feel like a five in that investigative nature of wanting to know the answers, wanting to see how things work. I think that's super reflective of, like you were saying, that logical, that scientific, that Mm -hmm. creative side of God. And I was thinking about it, even just in terms of Jesus, whenever we look at him teaching, I mean, he was very smart in the way that he taught people. And he Mm -hmm. would use parables that related to people, and he would have great knowledge about their daily lives and how they went about things and how... Could relate to them best based on their background. I mean, he was very logical in the yeah. way that he taught. And so, I mean, that's what I was thinking yeah. with Jesus. Like, that's one of my favorite elements in, like, my English class to talk about, like, metaphors. And I think, like, parables are, like, yeah. a lot of metaphors. So yeah. just, like, being able to relate that and it's, like, you can take it literally, but then also there's, like, the non-literal side of it. And I like jumping into that. Yeah. So I love it. I think fives are super cool and... I love the logical side, and I think a lot of times people try to, like, butt heads with God and science and say it doesn't work out, but, I mean, God's the greatest scientist there is, and whenever we look at science and start evaluating things, I mean, it should ultimately point us to his creator, scientist, investigator side, so I think you guys as fives are really lovely human examples of that side of God. 
So as we all, of course, are trying to become stronger in our walk with God, as we go through the Enneagram, we're going to look at a few spiritual practices that come up naturally for each number and then some that might be a little challenging for each number. And so the ones that come natural for a five, and just talking to you, I know you're going to agree with this, um, reading books and doing Bible study, that's particularly easy for a five, of course, because they yearn for knowledge and try to draw conclusions about why certain things ended up in the Bible and how would that happen logically. And so diving into kind of like the historical context or original meaning of the language like that's super fun for y'all. Yeah. Um, and y'all just eat it up. Yeah, I always love annotating. Like, my dad, I remember in eighth grade, like, last year, I guess, um, like, we were reading To Kill a Mockingbird, but there was, like, my teacher had all of these, like, motifs and, like, symbols written out for us, and we were supposed to, like, mark them, mm -hmm. and I loved marking them. Like, I had all these flags in my book, and I, like, had to take yeah. them out this year because I was, like, embarrassed of how many there are. Because <laughs> I did not want to look like that one kid that's just, like, so super smart and, like, is bragging about it. Like, I just wanted to be, like... Usually but I normal. counted them, and there was, like, 300. <laughs> oh, my gracious. And there was okay. only, like, four... Like, I don't even know how many pages was in that Jeez. book. But <laughs> I had a lot. <laughs> okay, so do you write in your Bible or, like, underline, highlight stuff, take notes? I mean, yeah, but, like, when we did... Like, we did a Bible study in, like, the youth cafe uh -huh. area and we had like go through each chapter and then we had like stop between them mm -hmm. and we would just talk about it and I really liked that because I got to hear other people's ideas yeah and like I got to add on and we just got to like talk about it and analyze the text yeah so that yeah nice. that's like one of my favorite things I mean I'm kind of like doing this a lot in school but looking at the bible like academically of mm -hmm. kind of like how you want to kill a mockingbird what are the cool symbols what are the metaphors mm -hmm. like what's the context socially going on here and yeah. it just like makes everything make sense mm -hmm. and I feel like whenever I look at the bible I must look at it a lot like a five because I'm like what are the questions here like mm -hmm. let me make all of this puzzle piece fit together nicely yeah. I relate to that some spiritual disciplines that may help a five grow that doesn't come particularly naturally for y'all um, but it says sharing and serving. Since fives are generally in their own heads, being able to open up and share with others can be really transformative, whether that's just like emotions or your testimony or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then serving others helps fives get out of their head as well and engage with their hearts and their compassion for others. I hate even thinking that you don't love serving people, Claire, but serving, sharing, is that something that you're like, oh, I need to do more of that. I think that would help me grow. Um, probably the sharing thing, but I do like serving. Like, yeah. I like teaching people and yeah. being like, here, this is how you do it. Like, yeah. as I said earlier, like, sliding up on people's snap stories that are just asking for help on something right. that I don't even know about. I'll be like, I am here. I will watch a YouTube video. I'll be yeah. back in five. Oh, so the teaching side of things, that is a spiritual gift for sure for you. I'm going to get you to teach a Bible study, Claire. Mm. <laughs> so one of the things that we want to share and kind of end each episode with is a key Bible verse that speaks to the heart of each number. And for fives, it's Isaiah 40, verse 31. And it says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And so this verse really tells us that because Christ is in you, like you will always be replenished. You will not be left weary. You will not be left dry. You will not faint. Again, your needs are not a problem. So what does that verse do for your five heart? 
why do you think this is really important for fives to think on and engage with whenever they're thinking through their relationship with Jesus? Well, I think that definitely, like, speaks to the part that's, like, you can get drained easily and, like, and then also just you're not a burden. He's always with you. Yeah. And just, like, you can't hide from that. Yeah. Well, I think, too, the part that kind of stood out for me was when it says those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And it kind of really emphasized that idea of it's not your own independent self that renews your strength. Like, it's God. And I think from talking to you, probably that's the hurdle for fives is acknowledging, like, oh, I can't do this on my own. Dang it. Like, (laughs) I wanted to be able to. But at the same time, being comforted by the fact that with God being as huge as he is, you don't feel like you're necessarily putting him out to, like, draw some strength from him. So it's like, that probably makes a lot of sense for Mm -hmm. a five, too. So is there anything else that you would like to share about a five or yourself that you think people might have a misunderstanding about or you just need to clear up for the record, (laughs) something that we didn't touch on today, anything that came to your mind as we were talking? Um, I just think that it's really weird that there's not that many fives because, like, I have a few friends that are fives that I got to test. I made them test, but... I just think that it's weird that there's not that many of them. Yeah, I will say, and I told you this, I am very appreciative for you being here and taking this test and agreeing to do this podcast because I know it's out of your comfort zone to put (laughs) all of this stuff on the table, Um, but you are still the only five that I have learned of in our Thrive student body. We've had a lot of twos and a lot of threes, (laughs) but you're still the one and only five, so... Thank you so much for being here and for being vulnerable and telling us how to love our fives a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys, and we will see you next week as we take on our next Enneagram number. Have a great week. Thanks, Claire. Bye.